Hi, it's Alex Shipley, and this is the second episode. Well, technically it's the third, but um, this is the second published episode of the Why She Cries podcast. Um, <clears throat> first of all, disclaimer, I was in the desert this weekend, which I'll talk a little bit about because there is a lesson that I'd like to kind of tie in to my experience. Um, but yeah, my throat's really dry right now, and... I have a little bit of congestion is all and it's a little chilly too so it's just that time of year so I apologize in advance if my voice just gets caught on itself you know what I mean um okay now that we got that over with oh another disclaimer again as I've mentioned we are recording on my phone for the time being until I get a little professional setup but while this is on my heart I feel like Let's just get started, you know, like why wait? So I want to start off by kind of like prefacing this to kind of give you a little bit of background on where I've been. Um, I initially, so, okay, let me just, let me start this way because I'm gonna get ahead of myself. <laughs> um, I would like to take you on a little bit of a journey through my career up to this point and my purpose up to this point because it's been all over the place um and I can honestly say let's just start here I can honestly say I have never in my life felt like I know for sure who I am and what I want to be up until now because and I say now within the and I mean now as in the last like two years like I've really really stepped into who I am um and a lot of that had to deal with the fact that we grow up thinking we have to put ourselves in a box you know like okay I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to be a scientist or an archaeologist or a historian or a teacher or whatever and it's so easy to just categorize ourselves because it's what we've been taught you know it's easy for us to put ourselves in boxes it's easy for us to put others in boxes because we can define them it's a comfort zone um it's just you know how our society is built for simplicity I guess I think I I don't remember if I touched on this at all in the last episode but that need to put ourselves in a box is actually one of the most detrimental things to our growth as people because I like I said I genuinely never had a an idea of what box I fit in and I still don't because I've realized now I don't really fit in any boxes and I don't think anyone really does but um you know it's just easier for us to to categorize as I said but um I I genuinely never knew like there was never a moment that I was like I am this and that is it and that's my career my career that's my purpose that's exactly it I kind of had a um, a crisis, you could say, during the pandemic because I was like, oh my God, my job is completely useless. Um, I was working at a medical school at the time, but I was in a place that I just, I mean, I was working as a coordinator, so I wasn't really, you know, a doctor or anything like that. I was nothing special to the point where like, oh, that position is needed, that position is essential. I just felt like, what the hell am I doing? Like, if the world ended right now, 
what skill would I have to help others? Like, what do I have to help others? I had nothing and I felt like I had, well, let me put that, put it that way. I felt like I had nothing. And it really sent me into a dark place during the pandemic. I think a lot of us were in a dark place, but that was my hell, my own personal hell was I tried my best to figure out what box I fit in. And I never felt that pressure to put myself in a box until then. Because like I said, I was like, who am I to people? Who am I to the world? What, what use am I to anybody? And I just felt completely useless and completely helpless. And it made me reevaluate who I was, what I was doing here at this job, what I was, what path I was taking, who I was becoming. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, and I was in a severely depressed state. I cut off a lot of people. I went into hiding pretty much. I just disappeared because I was an unpleasant person to be around, if I'm being completely honest. And I finally now can say that I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for being buried like that. Hold on, let me take a sip of water. Hey, it's Editing Alex. I am literally just here to tell you that I took out the gulping water sounds because ain't nobody wants to hear that. Okay, peace. Man, my throat and my mouth just so dry right now. Got all the winter timey now. Um, sorry, I'm playing with my necklace. Don't mean to add any extra, um, any extra movement in the microphone. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was sent into a crisis and I wanted to figure out where I belonged because I felt like I belonged nowhere. And I, I had this sinking feeling that, oh shit. I'm starting from scratch. I have to start from scratch because none of what I'm doing right now is anything I want to do at all. Like there's nothing about this job. There's nothing about this place that I want a part of. Like I want out so bad. And so I left. I, this was, okay. So this dark time was probably about from like September to maybe like April or so of 2020. And when I came out of that, I realized that I had to quit. And I quit my job in May. And I had enough money to live off of for a long time. And um, I did. I lived off of it for quite a long time. And it was so great. It was so great to not have to bust my butt. And I can work on my creative stuff again. And I could figure out who I was and I started dressing cool again and wearing like cool accessories that I always wanted to wear and like started to become myself got the tattoos I wanted pierce my nose cut my hair I was like oh my god I need to break out of this chrysalis that I had been trapped in for so long and I mean honestly at the moment in that time that's what it felt like but looking back I'm like wow I was in the beginning of the chrysalis. Now I'm breaking out. But it's just cool to see your growth and development over time. And that's kind of what I'm talking about today. So, okay, continuing on with the story. Because, again, we're hopping around. But we'll get to the point. I promise. <laughs> um, so after I quit my job, like I said, I just kind of broke out. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do all the things. And, like 
my income, like it'll be fine. I'm going to do deliveries and I've been doing deliveries ever since, um, on Instacart and it's fun, but I can't do it forever, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I figured I was like, okay, whatever I have to do. I even applied to Trader Joe's and like grocery stores and stuff because I didn't care. I just wanted out of that place and I wanted out of that period of my life I wanted to move on so bad that I felt like I don't even think I felt like I was reinventing myself I feel like I was uncovering myself because who I've been who I've always been has always been there but I have chosen to cover her you know I was the one that buried her and slowly day by day I am uncovering her and continuing to uncover her because she's fucking gorgeous like I don't know I've just never seen my true potential in such a bright light and it's all due to my realization that I was useless I was like well okay I wouldn't say realization that I was useless because I'm not useless, but it was the feeling of being useless and helpless. And I was like, okay, I have to figure out in what way I can contribute to the world and what way is going to make me happy. Because I did have a crisis where I kind of mentioned where I wanted to be a nurse. And I told all my family and friends, I am going to be a nurse and it is going to be great. And I'm blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. I could be great at it. I'm a very nurturing person naturally, but I don't think the science part is for me. I don't know if I would enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I love science, although I'm more of an astrophysics kind of gal. Um, But I was like, okay, after, after I had that little moment, I kind of realized then, okay, Alex, let's look at the schooling and how long this is going to take and the things you have to do. And none of it spoke to me at all. The more I thought about it, the more I sat with it and kind of realized, okay, this just isn't for me. As much as I feel like I'd be good at it, and a lot of my family and friends were like, oh my god, you'd be the most amazing nurse ever. Um, I just realized I can't. I can't put myself there because I feel like I'd lose myself. You know, it's just not the path for me. And so, and it's okay to realize that your path doesn't align with societal standards of success. And my best friend and I talk about this all the time because if you feel called to a certain path even if it seems ridiculous to somebody else if you can sit at the end of the day and say I am so glad I followed my heart I am so glad I did that I am so glad I made that piece of art or I went to that class or I you know signed up for that college or whatever it is or signed up for that cooking class it doesn't matter what it is the point the point is not what it is the point is is that If you're not hurting anybody and you're following your heart, that is exactly what you are meant to do. That is exactly what you're called to do by your higher self. This is my belief. Your higher self could also be like God, the universe, whatever you feel called to believing or whatever you feel drawn to believing. Um, The magic is in you. You are the one that has to sit with yourself And say, I'm so glad I chose to do that for my life. I'm so glad I chose to take that path. I'm so glad I followed my heart. Or, or you have to sit with yourself and say, well, 
I didn't get to take, I didn't take the opportunity because I was afraid. I didn't take the opportunity because I didn't believe in myself because it was too much work because it was scary. Um, I fucking been there. I was just there like not even a year ago or two years ago. Um, I didn't care because I was complacent. I was complacent at this school that I worked at. I was complacent with my mental health being in the shitter. (laughs) Um, I was complacent because I was one making money two had insurance, had like all the things that, you know, a job is supposed to have and um, Americans are supposed to have. And I just, I followed the structure of, okay, you graduate and then you get a job and then you stay in that job for however many years and then you retire. I just was like, fine. Okay. I guess this is all life is. It's fine. It's fine. I, whatever. But here's the thing. I, had I stayed, I hope I would have had this realization. I hope I would have become this beautiful ass version of myself. Um, and I still feel like I would have, but I do wonder what if I hadn't been strong enough to leave. And this is where I'm talking, like, I'm going to take a step back from myself and talk directly to you who's listening. If you are thinking right now, what if I quit that job? What if I did this? What if I took that opportunity? What if I started the business I always wanted to do? Fucking do it. Like, if you can, okay, don't put yourself in a in a sticky situation. Um, But I will say, even if you have to put yourself in a sticky situation, if you feel so inclined to do so, and you believe that you are supported by either God or the universe or Allah or whoever whoever speaks to you, whatever speaks to you, as long as you believe that you are supported, you will be. You will be held in the palm of God's hand or Allah's hand or the universe's hand or the spaghetti monster. I don't know. Whatever you believe in. Whatever makes you feel fulfilled is what exactly what you're supposed to be doing okay um and i do mean that in a very genuine way but also don't hurt nobody if you're going to be hurting people and you're following your path seek a mental evaluation okay anyway (laughs) moving on um but i just i'm so unbelievably grateful like this is where okay so this is where the realizations kind of have been happening for me recently especially this weekend um i am oh my god i look back at my life and i look back at the things that i thought were so simple the things i took for granted i look back at those things and i see them now with clear eyes as true miracles like the family I have, the friends I have, the like roof over my head. I can drink clean water. Like those simple things. I know that we hear that pretty often. And you know, if you follow any like inspirational people or anything, it seems like such a simple statement to say, oh, I'm grateful for the roof over my head and the water and the food. But when you sit with it and actually think how lucky you are and how like beautiful life is, even in the shitty times, it's just, it's like mind blowing. Um, and not to say that life has always been perfect. Absolutely not. I still have my own set of traumas that I am still dealing with, um, and healing and unlearning and relearning and all of that. But when I pick apart my life and I can pick out the things that I'm really, truly grateful for, it ends up being those simple things. It doesn't end up being anything fancy or extravagant or anything. It's the time I've spent 
with people, the people I've helped, the things that I've done to make myself happy, the like growth, the development. It's all those things that at the end, when you look back at your life, those are the important things. The little things are actually the big things, man. <laughs> it is how long into the, almost like 15 minutes into this and I already want to cry. Um, but no, that's how overwhelmingly grateful I am. Like I sat, I mean, this just this morning I sat and did my little meditation and I just cannot believe my life is so beautiful and it's simple. It's nothing extravagant or crazy, but it's fucking beautiful and I'm choosing to see it that way. Um, and like I said, sometimes outside circumstances change that or are extreme or severe or traumatic and that's a whole nother ball game. But in general, I've always been one of those people that <laughs> catastrophized everything because I was just always so anxious. And I think I'm one of those people too. I will think through every worst case scenario before it happens and I will be prepared with a response to every worst case thing because I, it's anxiety, you know. Um, and I just never learned to let go. And now that I've finally just been like, okay, Alex, let's just jump in and ride the wave. Like when life comes, life will come, you know, that's just life. But I'm going to choose to make myself happy and to do the things that I love, even in the struggle, even in the struggle, not despite the struggle, even in the struggle. Because here's the thing, like I'm sitting, you know, I'm talking about gratefulness and I'm talking about the good things, but I am so beyond grateful and the same, it's the same feeling of gratefulness for the bad things, which in turn aren't really bad. They're just growth things. Um, character development opportunities is what I call them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am, oh my gosh. I mean, without them, who would I be? Without any of our character development opportunities, where would we be? Um, the wisdom I've gained, the love that I've gained, the clear eyes that I can see with now I can see the world and I can see through people it's I'm just so unbelievably grateful for all the wisdom that I've attained and for the wisdom that I will continue to attain throughout my life and on that too let's talk about that for a second because when I say being grateful for the the bad things is also important that does not mean look at your bad experiences and only see the good in them or only see the lesson sometimes you have to sit with what happens or you have to go through what happens and feel it all even if you're reliving something feel it all where is it still hurting where is that wound still burning and pulsing you know where are you still bleeding because as much as as much as we want to move on from the bad stuff, as much as we want to just like bear, put it in a little box and bury it by the tree and just never talk about it and a neat little bow and just, oh, we're just going to put our problems on the shelf and we're just going to focus on the positive. Life takes both things, the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. And I've mentioned that and I mentioned that in my first episode um, because it's so important. <laughs> it's the key to everything because it make it gives you a a sense of acceptance when you look at the light and dark as the whole painting 
and you take a step back and you look at your life, it's like, oh, I needed the dark to bring forth the light. I needed the light to bring forth the dark. Like it just, it's all a full ebb and flow. It's, it's all connected. And if we try to ignore the bad shit and we try to put it on a shelf and pretend like it never happened and pretend like, oh, we're, yeah, we're healed. We're good. We're over it. We're over it. Um, you're going to be suffering your whole fucking life because all you're ever going to put on yourself is pressure to maintain this positive attitude and this positivity and positivity and positivity. And not to say that positivity is bad. It's not, but solo positivity where that's all you focus on and that's all there is, is so detrimental, is so detrimental And I just, I really want to share that. And I really want to drive that point home because like this weekend, like, oh my God. Okay. You know what? Let me jump into the story of this weekend because it's a perfect, a perfect antidote for this anecdote. Did I say that right? Anecdote. Yeah. Not antidote. Anecdote. Little mini story is what that means. Um, okay. So this weekend, um, we, me and a couple of my best friends went to the desert and, um lived in a little bubble tent okay it was really glamping it was a tent but it was glamping okay we had ac we had a bathroom we had a hot tub (laughs) it was glamping at the maximum um it was definitely glamping (laughs) it was so fun oh my gosh it was so fun um and as much as the experience was amazing there was a portion of the trip where i had a really stressful negative not happy time and I I'm going to go into the story and then kind of tell you how this ties into today because it's just I don't know this is what I'm saying it's just life you know like it's just kind of ebb and flow like as much as I felt like I was healed and as much as I felt like okay I'm ready to take on life and I'm ready to get out of my comfort zone and take on adventure and do this and do that um I may have pushed myself a little too hard but that's okay you know, we learned, we learned it. we are never going to do again. And that is getting in a canoe. Um, <laughs> I laugh because it was just, oh my God, I was so dramatic. Okay. So the thing is, is that I'm extremely painfully aware of how I'm acting, but I can't stop it sometimes because the anxiety takes over and then the like negative thoughts take over. And I'm like, oh my God, what if I die right now? You know, I went into a, fi- a panic attack. Anyway, let me, I'm jumping ahead. So we go canoeing. Okay. That wasn't the plan. The plan was hiking, but I didn't realize that that was the plan. Um, wasn't aware that that was the plan. So I didn't bring hiking shoes or any shoes to go hiking in. So we're like, okay, let's go to a hot spring and go like sit in a hot spring, hang out, do what you do in a hot spring. I don't know. Get hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it had like apparently a little, like nice little cool pool that you could dip in if you get too hot. But Anyway, um, instead of the hot spring, one of my friends suggested canoeing. Two of us in this group are not nature inclined. Okay, we like to keep our feet on the ground. (laughs) We don't do crazy shit like that. We are city people. And as much as I used to pretend like I was a country girl, no, 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 no. I'm a city girl, 100%. I can be a little adventurous sometimes, but, and get out of my comfort zone like I did this weekend. But sometimes I, actually most times, I just prefer to keep my two feet on the ground. Okay? I find joy and thrill in other ways. 
So I decided, okay, canoeing sounds horrifying, but why not? Because, right? Like I'm, I have this new lease on life. Like, let's go. Like, let's, let's go on an adventure. Woo. So I get in this canoe. I didn't realize that the canoe was not a boat. I thought we were going to be sitting in like a boat, like a boat boat where I was completely like my, my butt was like in the boat and my torso is in the boat and I'm safe in the boat. No, you're like sitting on a little bench and it's your rays above this little raft canoe thing. And not only do you have to stir, stir, what is it? What's the, a row, like row with a little rower. What are they called? Paddles. Um, but the person in the back has to steer. So you're both kind of steering in a way and then you're both like moving forward. I, let me tell you. So both of us that are like city people were together on one boat. Never again. (laughs) Um, but I, there were some points. This is where, this is where the, the incident happens. There were some points where the boat gets stuck. Okay. In my mind, because I usually catastrophize things, I'm thinking, okay, number one, <laughs> we had just heard that there are scorpions and snakes and leeches and all sorts of stuff in this area, okay? Um, that is enough to send me into a panic. Anything with like bugs or aggressive nature, don't like that. Don't like that. No, no, no. Don't like that. Um, I definitely thought I saw a crocodile like three times, but I was definitely in my head about that. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, anyway, the point is I had that pre-notion in my head that I might be attacked. And so that was kind of the precedent that I set for myself when I got in that boat. And it stemmed this like deep panic attack inside me that I had, I had a panic attack the entire time. Oh my gosh, sorry, my my mouth is so dry right now. Let me take a little sip of water again. Um, anyway, so I kind of had this notion that I was going to be attacked. And so that's kind of what I had in my head. So every time the boat got stuck, I imagined something attacking me. And the thing is, is that it's a subconscious thought. I know rationally that nothing's going to attack me. But my body reacts in that way of like, oh my god. Yeah, I just, I felt terrified the whole time. Sorry, there's an airplane coming by. Alright, cool. Hope they're having a safe flight, whoever you are. Um, I live right by the airport. I think I mentioned that last time. Anyway, so yeah, I just had this pre-notion that I was going to be hurt in some way. Either by falling out of a boat, um getting attacked by an animal, getting attacked by a bug. I mean, (laughs) I've been stung by wasps so many times. I mean, like there's just, I'm always fearful of nature. Okay. Nature, terrifying as fuck, beautiful as fuck, but I don't like to put myself in situations where there are actual dangers, you know, um, going outside, seeing the beautiful trees and flowers and stuff like that. Love picnics love going to the park riding around on my bike playing soccer in the field that kind of stuff fun um going into the wilderness not fun for me personally my sister is it's so funny because my sister is the complete opposite of me in every single fashion (laughs) um we're still besties though love you sister if you're listening 
Um, but yeah, she's like, she'll boulder, which is like rock climbing without a harness, um, camp for like four days, not shower. I mean, like we're completely different, but (laughs) it's just not for me. You know, it's just not joy. It's not, it does not bring me joy to be in the wilderness. I'll just put it that way. So I'm in this headspace and the whole time we're on this canoe, I cannot get the hang of this thing. Like the second I start doing what everyone tells me to do, I follow the instructions. It's the canoe starts going a different way. And we bought like, I just cannot get the hang of this. And it's this like, it's a kind of a game of trust, like trusting your partner because the person behind you is steering. So if you start going off, you have to just trust that even though you're going really, really hard left, really, really hard right, that they'll bring you back. And I could not trust my partner because like, <laughs> okay, him and I have been like best friends. He's like my brother. We've been best friends for a long time. And it's not that I didn't trust him. It's that my anxiety got the best of me. And it made me, you know what it made me realize? It made me realize that my own thoughts and my in my own head have the potential, not saying that they will, but they have the potential to destroy not only me, but my friendships, my partnerships, my like any type of relationship, business-wise, anything. Like my negativity in my head, my mean thoughts, like you know that thing where or that um saying where your mind is mean, your mind is the meanest, like it is, my mind is mean to me sometimes, and I don't know, like most people's are, I feel, hopefully, um, I'm not alone in this, but, um, your mind can just be so mean, and tell you things that are not true, and send you intrusive thoughts, and send you, oh my gosh, all the negative things, and tell you that you're not worthy and that you're not this and you're not that and you're not beautiful enough and you're not this enough and oh my gosh the mind can be such a a scary negative place okay it can be an absolutely wonderful creative um place too but it has the power to destroy too which i just saw from a different perspective this weekend and now that i've had time to think about it overnight i was like oh my god had my friends not been so freaking amazing and so they were so patient with me and so kind like I want to cry because it's just like oh I have such amazing people in my life but I'm in this place right now in general and not even just talking about being in a canoe um but I'm in this place right now where I'm I'm struggling I'm struggling financially I'm struggling to get a couple of my things going my businesses my art all this stuff I'm trying to make a better life for myself and my friends and my family because I don't like I don't I can't live in my head forever. I can't live in fear forever about oh what if this doesn't work? What if the podcast doesn't work? What if my art doesn't take off? What if people don't like it? What if what if what if what if what if? Okay, Alex, you have to get out of that. Like this is this is how I talk to myself. I don't know if y'all talk to yourselves like that, but I talk to myself like that. I parent myself sometimes because I get so far out of my head that I have to rein myself in like, okay, you're way over here on left field. We need to come back over here. Um, And the thing is, is that I am so painfully aware of it that when I react in a negative way, like getting stuck in a canoe, I had a breakdown. 
I started bawling, like bawling. I was sobbing. I was so scared and terrified. There was this huge branch over my head. I was covered in mud, in water. It was just terrifying because, again, I had that pre, you know, preset thought that I was going to be hurt in some way. And it just triggered this, like, childlike reaction out of me. And while it was happening, I was so painfully aware of it. And it was so embarrassing because I wanted to stop it. I wanted to stop crying. I wanted to stop being in a, you know, like, pissy mood. Like, I was just pissy. Like, that's the way to describe it. But I knew I was in that place. I wasn't I wasn't in this place thinking, oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, I don't want to be my friends. No, I was like, Alex, stop. Alex, stop. Alex, come on, get a grip, get a grip, get a grip. Like, you got this, you can do this. Like, I think get a grip is the worst thing to say, but and that's kind of how I was parenting myself. Just like, okay, just for the time being, like, you got this. You can write it in, you can write it in. Don't be embarrassed. Your friends love you. It's just your friends. Like, don't be embarrassed. Um, And the wilderness guide, which I'm sure he was sick of my ass after this. Because <laughs> I cried like four times. Um, But I did realize that I have to let... I have to be okay with myself. I have to be gentle with myself because even though that that experience was very negative, a lot of growth came out of it. A lot of realizations come, came out of it. And that's what I'm talking about. See, I told you I'd bring it back. Um, when you go through these negative things, even when you're in a place like, okay, I'm good now. And the next adventure, I'm going to be completely open. And like, sometimes it happens in not a way that you expect and sometimes your emotions get the best of you or your you know childlike reactions or whatever is whatever ails you mentally um sometimes it gets the best of you because there's I mean really nothing else that you can do you can't help how you react or feel in that moment um but what I think is the most important part about going through stuff like this now for me is I am aware of my actions and I am so unbelievably dedicated to changing myself to bettering myself to okay like let's look at that reaction where did that stem from oh from childhood from this from that I mean like I'm always finding new ways to work on myself and new things that I need to heal because sometimes like I'm saying you don't realize that you're still bleeding from a wound or you're still bruised or whatever and that's okay too Like, it's okay to think that you're healed and then something happens and you reopen that wound a little bit, but every single time you try and heal and you actually make an effort to try and heal it, the wound gets smaller and smaller. And I don't think they ever really go away. I think we kind of like wear them like tattoos almost, Um, but it's, it's worth it to work on yourself because even if you're standing there all scarred up at the end of the day, at least you can say you tried to work on yourself and you're bettering yourself and eventually the sun will shine again and eventually the sun will not and then eventually it'll start shining again and eventually it will not the key is letting go and when i say let go the first time i heard somebody say like let go let go let go let go i was like okay that's easier said than done you know that's ridiculous. How can I just let go of that? How can I just forgive? How can I just let go? And when you actually think about letting go, it's not that you're forgetting anything or letting anyone back in that hurt you or doing something again that doesn't bring you joy or that brings you to a negative place, whatever. Um, 
letting go is about acceptance. It's about accepting that there is going to be bad and that you're just kind of have to fucking deal with it, you know? And once you get to that point, it's like, it's so much easier to enjoy life. And I think, I think I was, I think I got a little cocky because I was like, all right, cool. Like I, I have the most acceptance right now, like that I've ever had in my life. And life is great and yeah this shit's gonna happen and no problem and no problem and then this canoe the universe humbled me so fucking quiet she was like sit down we gotta talk (laughs) um and so i listened i was like okay what is the lesson what did you have to tell me that i was not seeing before and i realized that i was still holding a grip i was still holding so tight to a lot of things and I think as I go on, I'll get better at letting go, but I can't sit here and say I am 100% healed. And here's the thing. Nobody can. Nobody can. Show me somebody who can. Because if you say that you're completely healed, you're limiting yourself to any, any future growth, to any future character development opportunities, okay? And then you're also putting pressure on yourself to be perfect. Because if you say, okay, I healed, I'm done. We're good. We're, we heal that wound. We're good. We can not talk about it ever again, you know? Um, if it does come up and you do have a negative reaction, you're going to feel like shit. Like I did. Like I felt like shit this weekend. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't believe I can't believe I did that. Oh my God, I thought I was good. I thought I was healed. And thank God I had that experience because now the realization is, and this is why I wanted to do this episode instead of the other one. Now the realization is, okay, I don't have it all together. I don't have, I'm not completely let go yet of all my like traumas and stuff, but I have healed them to a point that I can manage it. I will never make anyone else feel the burden of my pain. And that, I think that's the best place to be in my healing journey or in a healing journey in general is to realize that like, I am not going to make anyone else feel pain because I am. Um, And it kind of happened this weekend to where I, like with the canoeing thing, I was really embarrassed and in a really horrible mood after that. Um, That when we got back to our like little campsite, I removed myself because I was like, okay, I don't want anyone else to be in my presence right now. I need to kind of internalize like let's see what let's see what's going on Alex let's like sit alone for a little bit let's take a shower let's like think about this and when we go see our friends after the shower and we get all dressed we're gonna put a smile on our face and we're gonna have a great time because I cannot dwell you know but the most important part is that I allowed myself to feel what I had to feel to go through the experience I had to go through and when I went through it I was like okay we're never doing that again number one (laughs) Number two, um, the, these lessons that we took from this are astronomically important. Astronomically. Because, again, I think about just how patient my friends were. Like, think think if they hadn't been. And how detrimental that would have been. I still would have gone through some sort of learning and growth opportunity. And honestly, I don't know that I'd want friends that weren't compassionate and understanding with me. But it is, I am just realizing how grateful I am for people like that. Because they were so patient and so loving. Um when I wasn't 
you know, and I'm just eternally grateful. So if y'all are listening, you know who you are. I love you with my whole heart. Um, yeah. So, oh, not to mention, okay, more of a TMI thing, but you know, we, we love TMI over here on this, on this wavelength. Um, but I was also on my period. Okay. (laughs) So it might've had a little bit to do with things. Um, your hormones can fluctuate in crazy ways, but I was also sort of feeling like on the car ride home. Oh my God. I was very ill. I was nauseous and in pain and cramping and wanted to get home so bad. But at the same time, I am so glad that I had all of these like weird neg and okay, I was going to say negative, but not negative. These weird and beautiful experiences this weekend because I needed to learn a couple things. I needed to be humbled a little bit. I needed to remember who I was and who I am trying to become. Um, but yeah, that that's why I want to talk about this this week because I just I want you to know that you're not alone. <laughs> um, and not to box yourself into anything because like I mean <sighs> Like I said earlier, I don't, I never knew who I wanted to be. And now I'm just kind of being myself and it's working. I'm, you know, I'm starting all these things and I'm in this, like I was talking about earlier, I'm in this like place of struggle, but I'm about to reach the mountaintop. Like I'm climbing up this steep mountain up to where I envision myself. And I'm trying to savor this moment in the valley as much as I can because when I reach that mountaintop it's going to be amazing um and I want to I want to mention too because I've mentioned this before the purpose of my success for me personally is because I want to help people I don't want anyone to ever suffer the way I'm suffering at this moment of course but in at all and I know that that's not realistic but Even if I have that dream to help in that way, it drives me. It drives me to do what I want to do because even if it's unrealistic, even if it seems crazy to other people, I don't care because I want to follow my heart so fearlessly that it makes other people want to do the same. And I hope that that's what I'm doing. And I hope that that is somewhat inspiring because I'll tell you, like, I mean, like we were talking about earlier with leaving my job and everything. It was the best, most terrifying decision I ever made. I almost didn't send the email, the resignation email. I almost was like, okay, you know what? Let's just, we're okay. We have health insurance here. We're, we're safe here. We're good here. You know, why would we want to leave? This is nice, you know? But damn, the person I'm becoming now is, I'm so grateful for her you know that saying that's like all you need is the faith of a mustard seed or whatever it is that is what I had I had that little tiny bit of faith that I could make things work and I was like okay I'm gonna do it because if I I can't sit here another day I can't sit here another day and pretend like everything's fine I'm depressed and I'm sad and I don't know who I am and I feel her wanting to break out and I can't open the cage And then when I finally opened the cage, oh my God, like it has just been one thing after the other of beauty and growth and pain and suffering and then beauty and growth again and then 
happiness and joy and peace and then suffering a little bit. But it's just, I've realized that that's how life is. And it's always been that way. It's just that I was pretending like I, like someone was going to come save me. Something was going to come save me. Some opportunity would come at my doorstep. I didn't have to do anything. It'll find me. It's fine. You know, but I wasn't putting any work in at all into who I wanted to become because I was in such a toxic environment um, you know, that saying you can't heal in the same place you got sick. I took that to heart and I left. I was like, I can't heal here as much as I want to, as much as I want to just say, okay, from eight to five, I'll do my job and just like focus and like turn my brain off on, you know, turn my creativity off, turn my emotions off, just get the work done, make the money, blah, blah, blah. And then when I get home, I can do it. No, because it didn't work for me all those other years because I came home and I was so tired from being so mentally and physically and emotionally drained at that place that I just never had, I would have never done it. I would have never been the person I am now had I not left. So yeah, I, it's just wild to think back and look back and realize the strength I had to do that the courage I had to have, the bravery to do that. And I had the courage and bravery all along and I didn't realize it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like the power doesn't come from anyone else. It comes from you. You hold the power. You hold the key to change your future. And it sounds like such a like Tony Robbins thing to say, (laughs) but it's so fucking true. It's so true. If you wake up every day and think, oh, I have to go, I'm going to go to the job I hate and I'm going to sit in traffic and it's bullshit and I'm going to eat this stupid bullshit salad and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And your life is going to be bullshit. I just, that it's going to be bullshit because you're creating it that way. You're telling the universe that that's what your life is. And so the universe is like, okay, cool. Or God or whoever you believe in, like we mentioned, this is just my personal belief, but I believe the universe is everything we're all connected everything's connected all of those things are connected in my eyes but it's like crazy i don't know it's just crazy to think about it's crazy to think about um how much i did not believe in myself and when i took that leap i was like okay here we go we're doing it and it's been the best decision i ever made um but yeah so i hope today's episode helped with something you're dealing with or just in general i hope something helped (laughs) again that's my that's my my only hope in this is that something helps that i make the world a little lighter for even if it's one person um okay i feel like i went on a couple different places there went on a cover couple went on a couple different tangents but Again, what is a podcast for? Tangents. And I love that for me. The next episode will probably be the one I was supposed to release on Sunday. So we'll see about that one. Um, Look forward to that one. That one's amazing too because we talk about... I'll give you a little hint. We're talking about insecurity in that one. Um, Physical insecurity. Mental insecurity. Emotional insecurity insecurity in general and how to work through it and how to talk how I've talked to myself and how I've healed myself and my inner child in those types of um experiences and environments so 
Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I love you. Oh my god, I never told you to grab your matcha or your drink or whatever. So I hope you had a little I hope you had a little coffee or something with you to enjoy. Um if not, I hope you had my vibes to enjoy. <laughs> um and yeah, hopefully in the future I can get my little mic situation set up for recording podcasts. That would be great. One of my friends actually just bought a whole podcasting set up equipment for our friend group which is actually coincidentally the friend group that i went to the desert with this weekend um and we are going to all start a podcast together a lot different than this one that one's going to be more fun and a little a little more raunchy um but yeah hopefully i'll get that set up soon because I want to I want to bring quality to the table. I want you to know that I want to provide quality. Sometimes the struggle, like the money struggle, you know, makes it hard. But I have faith, like I said. We're almost at the top of a mountain. I just say a mountain because I don't know however many mountains are left to climb. And I am willing to climb them all if it means that I get to be the best version of myself. So... What a lovely way to end. Anyway, like I mentioned, sending you love. Thank you so much for listening. I It means the world to me that you're taking your time and sitting down with me and listening to me rant. Um, And I look forward to being in your ears next weekend. That is the weirdest thing I've ever said. Yep, that's the weirdest thing I've ever said. Okay, we're not saying that ever again. All right. Sending you love. Peace.